Oh, hello again. It's me, Genuine. Previously on the rolls we made. Despite the gang's home lives being turned upside down by new arrivals and changes, Ren, Hemlock, and Salt managed to muster up the courage to try out for the school play. Ren takes on the role of assistant director and convinces Fizzy to give Hemlock the lead role as Talgon, while only giving Salt the less impressive role of Paladin. Everything seemed like it was going great, until the gang showed up backstage to see Fizzy being enveloped by a globe of green energy. Just before Fizzy could disappear entirely, Salt managed to cast a protection spell upon him, which somehow messed with the green globe. Then the globe burst, and Fizzy disappeared, leaving the gang face to face with another one of those horrifying spectral figures. This is the third one, by the way, which said to them only three words, break a leg. Do you think the gang can figure out this junior jumble? I don't. It's time for the rolls we made. I was thinking, you know, it's like Dungeons and Dragons is cool, but they need to make one. They need to make a game that's just that's just one or the other. <laughs> one dungeon or one dragon? Yeah, I'm no, no I'm going to make my own version and I'm going to call it Oops All Dragons. <laughs> Oh my god. That's awesome. That's what we should do after this all dragon. That's a t-shirt. You get the you get the the Captain Crunch. I know. The, yes. You, I do not fucking do it's that. Brilliant all drag. But then you so what instead of like different class types it'd be different dragons. Yeah, and then it would be you would be fighting bad dragons on the back of a giant dragon. Whoa. Cuz it's it's, all all, it's just soup to nuts dragons. It's oh nothing but dragons. You used to have the joke about oops all berries and they were like they've been making that mistake for years <laughs> I, I like the Griffin Robert. McElroy one where he has a video he's just like you do not have to apologize <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff has shown up as well as Deputy Linnell and the other deputy that you've never talked to. Oh, dreads. Uh, dreads. You guys are being allowed to stay in the auditorium because effectively you're witnesses. Right now, the, the sheriff is talking to Professor Wisp, and also in the room is uh, Professor Danvers, who is <laughs> very fucking interested in what you guys experienced, and she's like kind of going around backstage with her, her blue crystal. Dell is also around, but she's kind of just observing. She's not doing anything active. Some of the other kids who sort of witnessed it from the door are in there. Halifax is in there, along as a couple of other kids. And really, you guys are just waiting to be told you can leave. I'm being completely honest, because Professor Wisp is trying to explain to Klein, like, what's going on, um, which is... Fizzy's disappeared. Boring. We don't know what happened. Um, Boring? That's your one friend. Well, we're your friends, but that's your friend. Hey, now. <laughs> friends with everyone. Uh, and the Lord. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Look for clues. Yeah, can we sleuth? I want to sleuth. Uh, you can sleuth. Um, so the area that you're in is backstage where people would have been changing their clothes. like a, Not exactly a green room, more like a green set of curtains. You know, because it was like a curtained off area where you could yeah. change and do your makeup yeah. and stuff. The curtains pulled back. Uh, Professor Danvers is going over lots of the desks and the floor and like the costume racks and stuff with her blue crystal. Um, so how do you guys want to investigate this this room? 
Can I use my detect magic? Yes, if you mark I off. I mean, I'm you... going to use my detect magic. <laughs> mark off that you have spent a spell? I don't have a pen, but well, I will mark right. it up, up here. Magic? Um, what are you trying to find exactly? I'm just trying to find like a, not a trail. Would that make sense? Because they disappeared, so there wouldn't really yeah, be. Yeah, I can make the argument that like based on what happened, you would assume there's some kind of magical Just an essence, essence still yeah. around. I'm looking okay, for yeah. a little, you know, a little leftovers. Okay. Chemtrails. Uh, yeah, so I'll give you I'll give you advantage on that. It'll be an Arcana check with advantage because you are using Detect Magic in order to basically boost your ability. Um, Salt, what would you like to do? Smack my lips to annoy you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hemlock, what would you like to do? <laughs> I Pondering. I don't, I mean, because. Oops, all dragons. Yeah, I could, <laughs> aside from. Coming soon. Because we were the ones who were there. It's not like someone else is going to have probably more information than we do about what happened. But was there anybody that, I guess I'd like to like question and see if there's anybody who got, I like to talk to either Halifax or Wrexham. Rexon uh, and ask oh, if you, they you in the light. Yeah, maybe. the light yeah. saw something strange. See if they saw something from a different vantage point, or if they or if they noticed something. Okay, recently. Who, yeah. which one of those do you want to talk to? I'm going to Rexon first. Rexon. Okay, Rexon is in the rafters. Okay, uh, that's oh. he enters from the upstairs part of the school in order to get to the light. So there's probably a good chance he was there. Use your scarves to get up there. Yeah, oh. rappel. Uh, Salt, Back. did you want to take another go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go investigate that booth that's up in the back with the people in it. The booth in the back with the people in it. Huh. The changing booth? The changing... No, it's where they do, like, lights. Oh. And the, sounds. The tech booth. Yeah. Oh, the tech area. Yeah. Like, so not not the green room, but, like, the projectionist area. room. Yes. Uh, yeah, the AV room. That's in the far back. Okay. That is a good vantage point of the entire uh, area. That is a good vantage point of the entire area. Um, okay, so we'll start with uh, Ren. Roll your d20 twice to investigate a mystery. Uh, 16. Okay. 17. Hey. And I just go, detecting magic. <laughs> do a dance. Begin, detect magic. <laughs> and, I, and maybe this is wild, guys, but I do feel as if there's some magic around. <laughs> go <laughs> figure. Is this? Uh, is somebody? Is, okay. Is this magic? You have to tell me. <laughs> um, so you can hold two from investigate a mystery. And I will give you one for free. Thank you. The one that I will give you for free is what happened. Well, don't we know what happened? We really Not are. with the tech magic, you don't. Oh. So oh. you can sort of tell there's like a light green uh, energy that has like suffused this area. So the the floor where Fizzy was being lifted off, the 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 just the objects in this room, they all have a slight trace of greenish magic, which you know to be transmutation magic, the magic of changing something to something else. Or minty fresh magic. Minty fresh <laughs> magic popping fresh out the kitchen. I'm magic. like, is it like the fresh maker? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. It was taught to you by Mentosiac. <laughs> yes. I the was... maker of the freshness. I think I heard Fizzy scream. This is what chewing five gum feels like. Actually, <laughs> 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 away. And a bunch of weird beads dropped out of nowhere. Whatever that spell was that enveloped Fizzy, it wasn't localized to just Fizzy. It's everything back here and possibly everything things like outside of this room. Like everything in this area has been hit by some kind of transmutation magic to change it somehow. Okay. Mm. 
So that was what happened. Yep. Well, I feel like who or what is it or what is being concealed is dumb. No, what is being concealed? Because obviously the transmutation is oh. concealing something. Oh, what's been con- what's being concealed, Joe? <laughs> uh, what would be concealed here? Um, Spill. Spill your noth- No, there's nothing. Oh. Well, let me get back to the notes. Th- this is okay, this is this well, is. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that was your question. I'm I mean, done. like you asked it. Like, oh, like what in terms of what is actually I've, being hidden here? The answer is nothing. Like you guys can kind of see. Th- it's not like there's no like a scrap of clothes that came off. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, what's back here is just what would be back here. The stuff that that you would expect. So like all the all the equipment to do the show like all the stuff that would should be backstage prop weapons and and costumes and shit and fucking like i mean fizzy stuff is back here because fizzy got here first but nothing is like you don't see any magic that you wouldn't so just you don't expect any magic back here but you definitely don't expect anything like you don't see anything that's nothing beyond the transportation secrets nope okay Hmm. So we know it's transmutation magic. But busy stuff is back there, too. Yeah, we should check that out. Can I sleuth sleuth that? Yeah. Eventually? Uh, yes, we can sleuth sleuth that eventually. Salt, so you went to the AV room. There's a little staircase at the back of the auditorium. You walked up, popped the door, open because it was unlocked, because why would it be locked? It doesn't make sense. People are practicing back here. Not a meth lab. Inside of this room is a series of Arcanist consoles that aren't used to control the lights. It's probably used to control other stuff. There's also some chairs, a doorway that leads out to the hallway. Uh, what are you trying to find in here? Uh, any person or thing that might have witnessed what happened. This would be investigative mystery. Okie dokie. Did somebody set up some sort of cell phone camera? <laughs> well, that's a seven. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not good. Oh, you locked out. Uh, you can hold one. All right. Shit. That's not good, but whatever. You can hold one. It's cool. (laughs) When have we ever not been able to hold one? What's the role to not hold one? No, you always get to hold one. Oh, really? Yeah. But what do you have to roll above to get two? If you roll a complete success, then I just give you one. That's why I said what happened here and then let you pick. You get a freebie. Yeah, you always get, you always learn something when you try to learn something. Oh, okay. Man, I wish that was always the case. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? Ooh. So inside of this room, like one of the consoles is, is flashing a bright bluish light. It's got a little button on it. You don't know what it's for. I would go so far as to say the button reads, do not touch. Excellent. Touch, touch, touch. Very well. You have now touched the button. Three times. That does nothing beyond the first touch. touch, 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 touch. You feel in your feet a slight rumbling (laughs) as if something deep below you is is moving around and shifting. And looking out on the stage, you see Sheriff Klein is talking with Professor Wisp and they seem to be taking notice of something on the stage. I don't know if you guys recall what the stage looks like right now, but when the curtains pulled back, you do see a background. It kind of looks like a like if your mom had to paint a city street or your dad had to paint a city street for a school play. But uh, they're kind of like looking around nervously and then they both leap out of the way of the center of the stage and the middles of the stage door snaps open like a bear trap. And arising from within the stage is like a platform that it looks like a kind of looks like a triangle. And on top of that is this 
I'm going to go with paper mache. It's a paper mache orb with like a spinning blue crystal in it. Not a real crystal, most likely mm -hmm. plastic. From this, you can gather like this is probably some special effect for the play that Fizzy was running. And then um, Sheriff Klein's like, who's back there? Me. I'm imagining you said that to the sound booth thing. And, and Professor Wisp was like, please refrain from interfering with the controls, Miss Maximus. What the fuck did you say to me? Hamlock. Hamlock. <laughs> you have traveled to the rafters where you see Rexon milling about, being looking tough. I would say he's probably holding court with two ne'er-do-wells who also agreed to do the lights, but are definitely ne'er-do-wells. Yeah. They're talking, about, his, talking about smoking later. Yeah, they're talking about vaping. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're cranking that cotton, my dude. And he's got the big Liberty Spike still looking real intense. And he's talking about, yeah, guys, you should have seen it. That Chimera, I punched it so fucking oh, good, guys. Good I punched Lord. it so good. And they're like, tell, tell us again, Rexon. Well, there I was. Not afraid. <laughs> Hang on, guys. One of my fans is here. Ooh, I liked him originally, and I'm Jonesy get it. not really digging him. <laughs> I, lo I, I love Rexon so much. <laughs> he's like the guy. He's like the guy who would call you kid, even though yes. he's like young, younger. What do you, you want, kid? Yeah. <laughs> he is. A, he is. A, he's. He's in your same grade, so yeah. he's definitely not older than you. Yeah. Hey. uh... Rexon, um, I just real quick. Great job with the lights, by the way. <laughs> what? You didn't come up here to talk to me about the lights. Well, I can just tell you came here to talk to me about my sick fighting moves. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't need to talk to you about them because I saw them in person. <laughs> right. Okay, that's a good one. That's give me that one. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what did you want? What, what's your goal with talking to Rexon? Right um, I want to see if he has any information that we don't have about either what Fizzy was doing before we got there, um, or if he was there at a certain time when we weren't there and maybe he saw Fizzy, my, my thought is maybe Fizzy somehow conjured this thing up. Uh, I just want to see if he saw anything fishy or weird, weirder hmm. than a chimera. Okay. This will be, <laughs> this will be investigate a mystery. Yeah. And this is going to be persuasion. Okay. What's my persuasion? Your persuasion should be pretty good. I'm zero. You are not very persuasive. Oh. You are in no way going to persuade Rexon of jack shit, but give it a shot. No speech craft. That's, that's a seven. Oh, you get to hold one, my dude. Cool. Um, oh, you got so fucking lucky. <laughs> do, 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 holding one. And this will be contextualized by Rexon. Okay. If I ask a question that, is he going to give me information I already have? Just if I ask specific questions, because if I ask him like what happened here, he's not going to just recite what I already know. He no, would he would give it. He would. Yeah. He would tell you what happened from his perspective. Okay. Which you don't have. What is useful or valuable? Hmm. What is useful or valuable? Rexon kind of, what, 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 uh, Rexon kind of thinks for a second. I see through you, Jones. I see you trying to convince <laughs> me Rexon to give you some of my valuable time where I could be telling people how to punch better, more. As, as one cool dude with rad hair to another cool dude with rad hair. This is very fucking persuasive. <laughs> just help a brother out. You know, the show can't go on unless we figure out what happened and then you don't get to shine that light down there. Buddy. Okay. All right. All right, Jonesy. I'll give you this one. <laughs> I got here first because guess what? 
I'm the most important part of this show. Oh, the lights. Lord. It's true. If they were off, we couldn't have the show. Couldn't have the show. No. It'd be real dark. And Fizzy told me very specifically I needed to be back here with the lights so they could practice the blocking for the big finale. Okay. That's what I was doing back here. And then Fizzy had to go backstage and do whatever. And I'm just over here like, press the buttons, Rexon. And I'm like, I can do so. You know how important the lights are? I could put so many... What are those things called? Scrams? No, 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 no. The, 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 the thing. Scrims? I can put so many scrims on there. Oh I'm talking a low pink light. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's and then a light scene. green for when they're in the forest part. Oh, what would be, if, if, if you were going to throw in a red, what would that scene be? Oh, that scene was the scene that we were working on. Oh, really? So uh, Rexon goes over and he <laughs> adjusts the console slightly. Mm -hmm. And you see that similar to when Salt press the button in the back that caused that big globe to appear in the ground. The lights in the in the whole auditorium change. Like right now the house lights are up. They go down. Mm -hmm. To which Klein looks up and goes, what the fuck? And then descending from the ceiling over the stage is, is a light uh, hanging down on a series of, it looks like a bunch of fish hooks, but there's a light in the center. Um, so it's like fish hooks going out and the center is like a single bulb in a, in a reddish black. Like not reddish black, but like it's red, but then there's like black sheets of paper around it to kind of give it this sort of a weird spectrally effect. Yeah. And that was according to Rexon, that was that was for whatever whatever the last scene was that Fizzy wanted to work on. That's what you got. Okay. The three of you in your various states of doing cool shit. You you actually are right there. Yeah. Professor Danvers looks to you, Ren, and goes, Home Met Club Vice President. Yes. Vice President? Well, yes, obviously. No, that's what that works. Contact the other two. We have business. Okay. And you you actually can do that yeah. because she gave all <laughs> of you things. those little those little brooch <laughs> pins that let you communicate yeah. with each other. Boop, 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 I forgot about that. Boop. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you guys didn't take advantage of it, but you all I mean, like as as part of being in the home ec club, you all now have like Dell has one too, these brooch pins that allow you to communicate beep, beep, with each other. Like, Del, hello. Go, hey, home at club, sergeant at arms, and secretary, get down here. <laughs> Do you He's see Dell like giggle a little bit? <laughs> She's like, that's funny. Um, you guys got that message. I'm assuming you're gonna go and follow along. Well, I will, but first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click the speaker and be like, <clears throat> hey, Rexon. What? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my lady Peace called and wanted their hairstyle back from the 90s. You might recall them as the one-hit wonder of drowning. Okay, bye. And I go, burn! <laughs> <laughs> Three of you away to, to back where Professor Danvers is. And then she's just like, we have to hurry to the home at club right now. Right now? Um, and the, the group of you start walking out. Klein tries to, like, stop Danvers. Mm -mm. And it doesn't work. Stop that lady. She kind of she just prattles know. off some shit like, you dare speak to me when your clothing is in such dire straits? Look at that stitch. It's falling apart. I refuse to speak to you until you take a little bit more pride in your work. Damn. Like her. And then she keeps walking and Klein's like, because mm. he's looking at you guys like he knows something happened and you were uh -huh. you were involved again. And then I'm making the foiled gesture again. like foiled again <laughs> by those meddling kids. Oops, all player characters. <laughs> um, that doesn't flow. As no, it doesn't. That's good. <laughs> that's a horrible game, actually. It's basically Monopoly. Oops, you guys play. <laughs> you get <laughs> you guys get back to the home ec room. Professor Danvers puts down her blue crystal on a little stand in the center, and then she kind of waves her hand over it, um, and then she motions for uh, you, Hemlock, to shut the door. Yeah. 
work. And so you got them door sound effects. <laughs> no, I can Not as good you. as your paper ripping. Not as good as your paper. <laughs> well, no paper to rip. <laughs> Professor Danvers says, I have seen the magic in the back of that auditorium only once before. What? Tell me, what was the play that Fizzy was planning on doing? <laughs> oh my God. It was about a spatchcock chicken and a, a spectral band. <laughs> The spatch, the spatchcock spectral man. Yes, that's what it was called. No. <laughs> no. I would have. I w- this was an opportunity for you guys to get some grades if you got even half of the name. I remember. I can barely remember it. It was something. I don't remember it all. No. Spatchcock uh, spectral man. No. That's that's just context clues because as far as you can tell, every time she uses that blue crystal is used for two things: sending you to an alternate dimension to fight chimeras and cooking. Yeah. The name of the play. Death of a Salesman. That was a great guess. Okay. Nailed it. D20s are for earners. Oh. Uh, the name of the play was The Tale of Talgon. Oh, and yeah. Hyrick. Oh, yeah. I never would have remembered that. No. And, I, and, the sub, and the subtitle was A History, meaning it was a historical play. So if we had just said A History, that... Yeah, that would have. But you see, you got to understand, like, my, my expectations of you guys are incredibly low. Oh, I never noticed. Oh, Joe. <laughs> right it doesn't show here. at all. <laughs> you tell Professor Danvers this because I'm assuming that you guys just, so one of you was struck in the head with some kind of brick. Ow. <laughs> Fascinating. Do you children know the story of Talgon? I'm, we're going to find out. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Because that is my role as an instructor. Yeah. Talgon was a war hero. Ooh. Lived here in Spring Willow about uh, 20, 25 years ago. No one was alive then. Well, you weren't alive for sure. No one was alive then. There was a time when the Celestian army was traveling through here and they caused quite a mess. Spring Willow was the front line for their last crusade. Talgon was a member of the militia, the leader, in fact. Quite a gentleman, him. That was when I last saw the magic. It was related to Talgon. I don't know, a weapon or a tool he had utilized that kind of magic. Very fascinating. Transmutation. Transmutation. Green, green magic. A minty, fresh magic. Listen, kids, I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think Fizzy is anywhere nearby. What makes you think that? Well, the fact that he disappeared. Oh. But I also think he's probably still alive. Because if he was dead, his soul would have ended up in that blue crystal. Sorry, what? I'm sorry, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? How do you know that? It does a lot of cool things, that crystal. Are now, you collecting souls? Not collecting. Now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just stockpiling. <laughs> it's basically like, it's an impulse buy, you know? I'm at the store. I'm at, I'm it's at the like register. there's a red book and like a soul. Yeah. I mean, I'm already here. I had to get the hot pockets. I'll just pick it up. Yeah. Pick them up. I would ask you kids to keep an eye out for anything, well, I hate to say it, green. Um, more likely than not, Fizzy was taken somewhere. Leprechauns. Sure, those exist. Leprechauns are green. Um, but for the time being, just pay attention, children. There might be something home related that appears later on in the evening or possibly tomorrow. Trust me, it'll be hard to miss. The Dungeon Master is very clear on that. Is he? He is. Mm. Okay. Mm. Has I he am. seen us play? We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> he has about. Mm, I am sober he has today. maybe thirty hours of <laughs> oh. proof. <laughs> Debatable. So, uh, um, but you guys are free for the the rest of the the evening. Um, what would you like to do? It's always weird to like have a traumatic event happen. It's just like, all right, free time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go play. Well, yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, this is this is not your first 
rodeo. And also, I mean, like, in terms of bad things happening, like... It's always happening. I think that happened to Professor Professor Danvers was basically just like, yeah, Fizzy will pop up again, I'm pretty sure. She's trustworthy. I want to go read up on uh, Talgor. Talgon? Yeah. Talgon? Talgon. Talgon. Yes. Okay. Tarragon. 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 Tarragon So read up. So I assume go to the library? Yes. Okay. Um, you will go to the library. Salt, what would you like to do? Come with. Do you have, well, do you, <laughs> no. do you know I mean, transmutation uh, magic? Like. Do I? Like as I, I could make the argument that you would know about it mm. um, based on Arcana or maybe talking to Genuine, but I don't right. think any of you are necessarily like an expert in the school of transmutation magic. That's a wizard thing. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, go, with, I'll go with Ren. Hemlock, what would you like to do? I would. Do whatever like you want. With <laughs> um, savvy in the, li- the library. I'd like to go. I wanted to see. The thing I, I wanted to do before we were escorted away from the theater mm-hmm. um, is we haven't looked through our handholes in a while. Oh, you have oh, not looked through your handholes. And I wanted to see if maybe there was some sort of like. I'm just going to say like just to move the narrative along. Even though you guys didn't say it, you would have thought to check this right okay. away. Holding up your hand in this room, it does show something different. It shows that voided space but there's no black shape in it. The black shape is gone. You don't know where it is, but it's not there. And you would know if it was there. So it's, it's showing the big black void as is normal, Okay. but there's no shape in it. You have no idea what that means. I want to go talk to Lellard. You want to go talk to Lellard? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Without me? I'm, you know what? We got to bro out sometimes, me uh, and Lellard. Be careful. <laughs> He's tricky. Jealous? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I want this because this is great. And I, I, I feel as if Salt spends more time in the library than Ren. I feel like going to the library was Ren's idea. But I definitely think Salt has spent more time there. Okay, fine. What are you saying, Jojo? I, I would like I would like head. to see how you guys approach going into the library. Okay. So you you both come to the Spring Willow Tech Library. It is not late evening, but any kids who are still around are complete nerds. Nerds. Oh, dorks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say when you walk in the door. Oh, yeah. So, no, that was what I, that's, ver, that's verbatim what I said. There are many, there are, there are tons and tons of stacks of books. Um, you can see behind the counter is the, is the large librarian man who is wearing like his big red robe and he has his big bushy beard. Oh, Santa. Yeah. The Santa man. I remember him. Go, go ahead. What are you guys going to do in here? So the books are on the inside. Ah, that makes sense. Where's the history section? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, darling, whose name I don't know, but I should because I hang out here a lot. Uh, 30, 37 books still. You have to check back in. Ms. Yeah, Maxis. 37 darling. books. Thank you, darling. Still. That's great. Okay, darling. So, darling, uh, <laughs> why don't you? That offends me. <laughs> 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 why why, my friend here hola uh she she she's never been in a library before Mm -mm. never in her life does it show (laughs) the (laughs) the santa clad figure reaches underneath the counter of the library and pulls out a big ornate black banded chest um, he undoes some of the straps on it and pops it open. And you can kind of see that it's a, it's like a miniature filing cabinet. He's flipping through various files. Um, and he looks to you and he goes, name, 
Ren Steffens, bard. <laughs> flips through, flips through, flips through. <laughs> Do you know a Daniel Steffens? Pops. <laughs> That's my father. <laughs> he's looking through some more. He's like, Lyric. 13 books owed back. 13? He sets the paper down and seals the banded chest. Look, man, you can't pass on his debt to me. It's true. There's no, there's no, uh, he's, you know, death tax on, on library books. Really? You. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and he's alive. He is alive. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't assume, I didn't assume he was dead. How could, <laughs> how could anyone die with library books on their conscience? You're right. It's hard. You're, uh, so, okay. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, uh, yeah, okay. This will, this will, I'm going to let you guys do a quick uh, persuasion roll because you're trying to convince Whoa. the librarian because there, there's no way the librarian is going to help you solve. Yeah. Um, but you're trying to convince the librarian that it's not worth passing on Daniel Steffen's debt to you. And the offer is it doesn't make sense to do that, <laughs> which is totally a good offer. Yeah. Totally. So go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Two. <laughs> wait. Wait. Three. Hold laugh, please. Oh, shit. I Plus love four. this game. Hold on. Hold Plus on. Four. Where is it? Plus four and a bardic inspiration. <laughs> Are you not going to let Okay, me? okay, okay. You have to roll at least a four on your bardic inspiration. Someone, someone who's not, who, who's been quarantining. Someone blow <laughs> on these guys. <laughs> four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You Ew. just <laughs> luck of the bard, baby. The hey. power of charismatic energy. You feel it sizzling in your veins From as you my whisper. Ancestors. Is it supposed to smell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I say whisper because it is a library. And he goes, "All right, but if you see Daniel Steffens, you tell him I'm coming for him." She won't. <laughs> now, what can I help you find? What is your project? Um, we're looking up any info on Talgon. As soon as, as soon as you say the name, uh, the librarian goes, interesting. Why? Most students don't learn about Talgon. We're advanced. Wow. Uh, okay. advanced. <laughs> <laughs> the cha-cha knows that's bullshit. <laughs> he goes, Follow me. Okay. And uh, he pops out from behind the desk and they walk, he walks down the stacks and he goes to a section of the library and like not the super far back, but like a middle shelf that is incredibly disorganized. It's very messy. And he goes, now this is what I like to call the salt shelf. Thank and you. he uh, peruses the top part a little bit and he finds a, a thick uh, leather bound book, um, pulls it down and it's titled The Seventh Crusade. And he flips through it slightly and he goes, here is what we have on Talgon. Now, there are other books in the library that I will be trying to find. It's a little bit um, disorganized. He, he stares at salt for a moment and then he hands, hey, darling. You, he hands you this book. And it is a, it's a history of not specifically Talgon, but it's a history of the most recent crusade. If you guys like, you can spend some time like looking through it. Uh, so I'll say that this will be an investigate a mystery role. Like this is a dense book that's covering yeah. this history. So go ahead and roll a d20 plus investigation. Are there pictures in the book? <laughs> 12. Nine plus four. Oh, so neither of you broke a 15. Why you say it no, like that? I only have a plus one, yeah. You can hold two. 
One and one? One and one from Investigate. And I'm going to assume it's just both of you like going through the books and occasionally if you have to look at another book to kind of figure out this one, you just do that. But this is just you studying, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what what is useful or valuable? Is, yeah. You f- look through and you see that the last few weeks of the war were very, it, it's, it's described as tumultuous, but it's very vague. It does mention that Talgon was very instrumental in driving out the Celestians, but it sort of doesn't describe how it says that Talgon just kind of did it, like like through through guile. But the other thing it definitely says is Talgon did not survive this and did and died. He died. He died. At the, well, I mean, like obviously, but he he yeah. died as a result of the final battle. It's not exactly clear how. So there's no mention of him having like an object or. Because isn't that what she said? He had like a... That's the part that is effectively like... Basically described that like Talgon had help. That's all they say. Like he had divine assistance in in defeating the Celestians. But again, it doesn't say exactly what that means. But it does seem like... Which just from what you could remember from what Professor Danvers said, it was like he had some kind of magical object. You know that if it's anything like hers it's a, probably a godstone or something Ooh. so that's one uh, and then you can hold one more hmm. who or what is it no <laughs> that's a good one okay talgon grew up in uh spring willow uh he was probably a farm boy um back when the ground wasn't as dangerous um this, this is screw you guys <laughs> the book's right here <laughs> <laughs> you pull off the shelf. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Talgon, eh? <laughs> ah, fuck you. His early life, he spent a lot of time like exploring the spider stretch woods. He spent a lot of time like hanging out in town. Um, he didn't go to Spring Willow Academy, oddly enough, but that was probably because it was before the academy was like founded. But it, it does say that like when the Celestian army attacked, like he stepped up and, and did what was right. And he was like a natural leader. Like everyone wanted to follow him and, and liked him. The Celestians attacked. He fended them off to the bitter end. And then finally. He's kind of a Tom Hanks. Kind of a Tom Hanks. Oh. The only. <laughs> still fresh, man. Still fresh. <laughs> He's alive still. He, he lived. The only thing it, it does say about him sort of specifically is that he had a brother um, who also lived in town. Was he cute? No, it doesn't describe the brother. It, it just says that like he was he was survived. The only the only member of his family that survived the war was his brother. Is he still alive because it was only like 25 years ago? He might be, but it doesn't say like oh. like you don't know that much around right. about him. His brother's name is also Tom. And that's what you've kind of figured out from the library. It takes a couple hours to kind of peruse those facts. Hemlock. Lellers Games and Vittles is yeah. jumping. Yeah. The machines are buzzing and vibrating. It's midday, I'm assuming. It's Well, it's it's, it's it's evening, but the I mean like like it's loud in here. You can you can smell like a mutton pizza being just wafting past you as it's being carried to the party room. Question. Mutton pizza, is it a pizza that's mutton on top or is it a piece of mutton that just has cheese and pepperonis on it? To your question, a question. Are you on a keto diet? Cuz if you're on keto, what Lelwood will do is take a mutton, mm-hmm. smash it down mm-hmm. and put more mutton on it. Definitely for so. you. Yes, you yeah. are on a keto okay. diet. Okay. So cuz you can make a crust out of anything. You can make a crust out of anything. If biology has taught me anything about their all chicken crust. Correct. You can make a crust out of fucking anything if you have a strong enough hydraulic press. Protein every day, bro. 
You uh, you find Lillard behind the prize counter per usual. He's speaking to uh, Moxie the mouse cat, who is listening very intently, and then looks over to you and is like, "Hi, Hemlock!" <laughs> oh God! And then it, <laughs> and then Lillard goes, "Hemlock Jones." Also, not that much better. Okay. <laughs> Step right up. Might I interest you in a game of chance? No. Then I... What the hell do you want? Okay. I'm just... busy. Time is money. See, you should have brought me. I'm just saying, okay, I, I know that I'm usually not here by myself to talk to you, but we had a, a, an incident at the school, and I just wanted to throw a couple words your way and see if they piqued your interest. All right. Pique my interest then, Mr. Jones. How gone? Oh, that fucking guy. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hate that guy. Hated or hate that guy? Uh, I mean, hated, obviously. He's fucking dead. Okay. What's well, one fact that what I? What do you want? Him. What What about him? Well, um, we were doing a play, and unfortunately, you know, fizzy. Uh, <laughs> you kids and your plays and your sodas. You, you know that little punching bag <laughs> that Salt likes to keep around on occasion. You? No. <laughs> the other one. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. Uh, he disappeared uh, with a spectral-looking figure in the backstage. Uh, we were doing a play about Talgon, and there was quite a bit of magic left over backstage and i wanted to see if you might have any insight into that uh, do i have insight into some random form of magic that was backstage at a play that you i mean if you don't know anything that's fine i'll balance it's cool i just thought you were a guy who knew things mm, would lellard know this though is the real question i'm trying to think what lellard would know in this situation and you've been around here for a while right all right all right all right all right what kind of magic was it Transmutation. It'll cost you. Uh, uh, tokens? Asset. Oh, that's fine. You don't have one, so <laughs> you'll be in debt to Lollard. Oh, don't. No, don't. <laughs> if you want to be in debt to Lollard, he'll give you something. Ooh, DM, can I step in? You cannot. Damn. You were at the library broadening your <laughs> horizons. <laughs> but I'm just, this is just, um, you, you know, know what? Sure. No, god damn excellent. It. Oh god, Mother Moxie, Parker. come hither. And Moxie shows up, Hello. and it goes, "Well, hi, little Dublin. If you're gonna come back in, you're gonna need a stamp." And he pulls out a little, like you know, like like you would get a stamp on your hand to come back yeah. in. Um, he's like, "Hold out your hand." Hold it out. You feel as if something is pressing into your very soul. When he presses this small light stamp, it's like, let me check it. And he holds up a little, uh, like a little black light, like a little, yeah, like a little black light. And you see it. And it's like a swirling vortex that when the light is on it, you can hear a, a, a slight yelling. How many people do we owe like a life debt to now so far in the game? Just now, you know. just one and just you. Okay. Well, you oh, haven't well. seen all my... I pull up my sleeve. I have all these swirls. <laughs> Them's the breaks when dealing with this guy. I'm assuming this is on the hand that I don't have my, my yeah, peekaboo yeah, yeah, window yeah. on. Yeah, you would have okay. thought that. Um, and he goes, uh, all right, Mr. Jones, I will tell you what I know. So I'm going to let you... You just want to find out what Lellard knows about this magic, right? I want to see... Uh, and, and really, is there a way to track it? Hmm. Like, like how can okay okay um then yes so he goes all right mr jones transmutation magic it's a it's a tricky thing and the reason why is in an ideal scenario you don't really know it's there that's the point of it 
something has become something. Unless you have some of these. And he reaches out from underneath the table and pulls out a set of spectacles. Sweet. With a wacky... Like the eyeball with the springs? No, that's flat, but it looks all spinny. Oh, like x-ray, x-ray glasses. You well, it says T-ray night. specs. Oh, T-ray. Transmutation ray oh, specs. Oh, very specific. Now, uh, he hands them to you, and he goes, when you wear these, you'll see the transmutation magic clear as day, and you'll see it all over the place. Well, I was going to say, is this going to basically ruin my life? <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of gives you emotion like, come on. Uh, come on. Hey, everybody. It's Jojo, the Dungeon Master, for the roles we made because the real podcast was the roles we made along the way. Maybe it's is the roles. Huh. Leave a comment if you know if it's is or was. I actually have no, no idea. Thank you so much for listening to part two of the third act, the current arc, which is episode 24. That's pretty great. Uh, let me tell you guys, we started another podcast called Geese Bumps, a Digimean Goosebumps podcast, and it is also available on Podbean and everywhere else podcasts can be found. And for the last month, we have been like busting our humps to get that, that puppy out the door. And we finally released it this week. And if you're interested in listening to another comedy podcast by us, go check it out. Geesebumps. It's like goosebumps, but plural. Uh, it's a comedy podcast based on the work of Arlstein. Get hype. Uh, that podcast finally got out the door this week. And the, the tremendous amount of pressure that left my shoulders was like tangible. Um, oh, God. And, and we started it. So like just, just for clarity... When we started the roles we made, if you're coming in late, when we started the roles we made, we did so with just like two episodes, just like episode one and the zero episode, um, which was on our YouTube channel and geese bumps. We released four episodes at once and I made a trailer for it a few days before. So we had to set aside extra time in our recording schedule to record the episodes. And oh God. And I think I need to make that clear for this reason um there is a logic error in the third act part one that i didn't catch when i did it and unfortunately if you're playing along at home and trying to figure out what's happening this is sort of important halifax did not get cast into the role of carolyn because that character doesn't exist she got cast into the role of caitlin caitlin um, Halifax's character is Caitlin. And that was a detail that I said intentionally, but I did it wrong. And in the next like episode, it doesn't come up. But in the following episode, it does come up that the character's name is actually Caitlin. And I was so embarrassed during the session when I remembered. Oh, God. For those of you who've never been a dungeon master, it's rough because you're flying by the seat of your pants and at the same time you have to kind of it's like you're spinning plates and every plate is a memory you have to keep just right or you've screwed up the whole adventure and that is the life I'm living right now anyway I, I've been overwhelmed and, and that's the big thing for me this week is I accidentally gave my group information that they couldn't use so my bad to them and my bad to, to you guys in any event uh, let's let's do the ad how about that let's do some ads sometimes you need to put stuff on a flat surface. 
it's it's not rocket science or brain surgery. It's just a fact. Sometimes you have stuff that needs to go on a level surface, which means you're going to need a table. And if you're wondering where you can get that table, I will tell you right now. That place is Legend Craft, okay? It is a website that sells the extant concept of a table that you can use to place down any number of objects. Legendcraft is a Canadian woodworking business that specializes in making cool, nerdy furniture and accessories for all tabletop games. And that means tables, okay? Tables. You know, four legs and a flat top for you to rest stuff. That's what a table is. They make them there at legendcraft.ca. You can head on over to legendcraft.ca to customize your own gaming table today. And hey, if you want 5% off your purchase, be sure to use the offer code Rolls Were Made at checkout because all purchases made with the code Rolls Were Made will directly support this show. Not unlike how the table will directly support objects that you put on top of it. And if I can't make this clear enough, these tables are baller as heck. You can get them with all the wood grain you want. They can have awesome like velvet inlays with cup holders and spots for dice and laptops. They're, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. They're great tables. They're, you're going to love these tables. And also they have awesome looking wall shelves. Go check them out. 5% of your purchases will support the show if you use the offer code Rolls Were Made. That website, once again, legendcraft.ca. Legendcraft. Start your legend. The next episode of our show is going to begin on... What? No, I've never said it that way. The next episode of The Rolls We Made is coming out on September. Wowzers. That is highly inappropriate. Uh, sorry, everybody. Whoo, boy. Um, the next episode of our show is coming out in a week from now. That's all I'm going to say about it. If you want to support the show other than visiting our sponsors, the best way to do so is to listen to us a bunch. Most podcatchers, and by most I mean all podcatchers, really appreciate it when they see someone listening to a bunch of episodes of a podcast. It really helps with the rankings. It really helps people to discover us. Um, and also just tell your friends. We're having a ball making this story, uh, playing this game, I should say. The story is what comes after the fact. And it's been an incredibly enriching and joyful experience. And this arc in particular is shaping up to be pretty good. Um, pretty wild, uh, as a matter of fact. And with that, I will allow you to return to the episode. Let's see what the gang gets up to next. Bye. It's like I've been wearing beer goggles my whole life and I'm about to take them off. Now, the thing with transmutation magic is it's one of the fundamental forces. Things change over time, so you're going to see a lot of it. But I guarantee you, if there's anything unusual, you will know. Lullard hands you the things, and he also gives you, like, I guess maybe, like, five tokens. Sweet. Awesome. So you can go play some dragon chess or fucking whatever. So you got, you got some, some, you got a nice time that you got those. Yeah. Those the, are. The T-ray, T-ray glasses. That's a useful thing that I just mm-hmm. got. I yeah. Know, I feel like you got an asset pretty yeah. much. I mean, because, like, we've had. A well, you don't, you don't know what I can do to him now. Now that, I, now that he's yeah. got a debt to Lellard, I get to decide how he pays that. So do I have these forever now? Yeah, they're just yours. Sweet. He, he basically gave you something from the prize counter. By the way, you guys have never taken a look at Lellard's prize counter. It's got some cool shit in it. 
Um, but now you have uh, T-Ray glasses. Sweet. So mark that down. And I'm going to say we move to the next day, and you guys get to have a school event. Unless you guys wanted to, like, do something else in the night, but... Are you going to Lullard's? Feel everything. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Oh, Moxie man. would fucking put a quick stop to fucking that. Fucking Moxie can't take this. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is a good I don't one. Like when you say that, I know. I never do. It's never. It's never good. I'll never like it. You guys are walking through the hallway. You see some kids like getting into a little shoving match. Hey, getting a little squirming. fight, a little squirmish. Fight. Okay. Fight. Um, it's one of those. It's one of the Spring Willow Tech kids. It looks like he may have gotten made fun of um, by one of the Spring Willow High kids. Through hook and crook, various children seeing you guys walk by, being notable students, like, yeah, they're getting they're getting in a fight, Salt Ren and Hemlock. You guys gotta help break it up. Narc, what the shit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we don't want the golems to get here, do we? Uh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, well, I guess that's no, a good we don't. Point. So let's let's see a quick roll to see if you guys can get some uh, get some stuff. Um, this will be a strength roll. Uh, Eighteen. One. A. Where's, Strength. where's my strong set? It's an attribute. It's on the far left. Oh, uh, 12. Okay. I'm going to die. Uh, well, you, um, you guys managed to uh, hold the kids back just before the golems show up and ask, what's going on here? They ask that? Well, no. <laughs> they they, they basically mime it. They like, they're like a horse. They're like <laughs> stomping around. <laughs> uh, but you managed to hold off, and and, uh, and each of the kids who you held, hold back, when they saw that the golems were about to get involved, they're like, yo, th thanks. Yeah, and they kind sure, of guys. You're welcome. Uh, sure. You each can mark down that you've received a popularity. Oh, sweet. Yeah, some of the events are quick. Not all of them are improv prompts. Some of them are just. I pull up a chair. I flip it around uh, backwards. I sit on it like. Turn uh, your head. Turn like your right head around I turn my head too. backwards. I'm like, yeah. look, kids, it's not cool right, to be not cool. fighting each other. And you're nope. We all got fifering it. <laughs> yeah. Fifered them. Put your face. We like to put call that a fight. <laughs> Fifing it. Uh, Grease two style, not not dangerous minds. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> it is now after school. Hemlock. Yep. As soon as like school lets out, you feel the glasses in your pocket start to vibrate slightly, as if they're reacting to something. Guys, Emma. someone's calling me. Hold on. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> you just put on your glasses. Like hello. Hello. Where are we at? You're still in school. Oh. Um, this is school just kind of let out, and people are leaving the classrooms and stuff. And yeah, the glasses go off. I I, I whip those bad boys out. It's sort of interesting when you put on these glasses because you kind of just see the world as it as it is, like it doesn't change everything immediately, but the longer you look at stuff, the more it starts to look like different. And you look at an apple, like there's just an apple on Professor Cowan's desk because Kean, obviously. Looking at this apple, you can tell like weirdly like its entire lifespan, this apple. Like you can see it like being old and withered and also you can see it like barely grown. I can see its hopes and its dreams. You can see its hopes <laughs> and its dreams. You can see its loves and its, its fears and its wishes. You it can wanted see, to be sauce. It wanted to be sauce, but it's going to be sauce, pie. Man. <laughs> oh, man, it's rough. But as you're seeing it, you can tell like this is, that's that's the energy. It's, it's transmutation. That apple is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, entropy. Gotcha. It, it's kind of like, and everything in the room is sort of like that. You can kind of, you can look at a desk and see it the same way. And also, you look out a window on a side of the school as you're walking out the door of the classroom, and you see a bright green globe, like a huge green globe, coming from the direction of the merchant quarter. Huh. And it's big, like it's real big. Is it floating there? No, it's kind of like a dome. And when you pull your glasses up a little bit, it's gone. You do not see it. 
But when you put them down, it's definitely there. Okay. So it's like a dome covering the merchant's area? Mm-hmm. A dome of greenish magic. All right. Biodome. Biodome. Oh, shit. All There's right. about to be some trouble in this bubble. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't we have a friend in the merchant quarter? Well, a friend. I have an acquaintance. Clo. You know Clo. Yep. Do you mean DJ? DJ Clobar, he yeah, breaks this party open. open. Don't, you're never going to let it down. Yeah, Clo is, Clo is there. Um, let's, do you guys want to go check in with Clo? Oh, I was going to ask, how important is Talgon's brother to the things that are going on? Are you asking me, the dungeon master? Yes, DM. I will not tell you that. Well, I wanted to see... If I can go to the DMV <gasps> and ask my parents to look him up <laughs> to get his great. address. That's such a good fucking idea. <laughs> I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget. <laughs> That's such a good fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You go and do that. Okay. Uh, Hemlock, are, are you gonna go, you're going to check out the dome though, right? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm on like a hemlock adventure right now. I'm checking I in with all our all, NPCs right now. I think we all need to give our information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to go check out, check with Chloe. Salt, what are you going to do? I'm going to use my status as a rich kid to go uh, talk to the sheriff and ask, ask some questions. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Okay. Hemlock, you're just going to be last. <laughs> oh, God. Mine's going to be... First. I feel like we should get this Okay, one fine, yeah. <laughs> so you head over to the sheriff's office knowing full well that, like, you guys are kind of in investigative mode. Like, so you head over to the sheriff's office, pop open the door. It's not a flurry of activity. It usually isn't. Um, and I say it usually isn't because for sure you've been here before. For sure you've been here before. I like to watch people get arrested. Yeah, that's what you say. Um, you get into the, the lobby. Um, Deputy Linnell is at her desk. There's not like a reception area or anything like that. It's kind of like an open plan office. Deputy Linnell is at her desk. She looks up and sees you and she goes, Miss Maximus. Yes. What did you do? When have I ever? Actually, don't answer that. <laughs> I'm, here. <laughs> I'm here about what I didn't do which is send my friend into another dimension with some kind of green power. <laughs> ring any bells? Anything for you? I mean, yes, Salt, it does ring bells. What, what did you, did you have another statement? Did you have something to elaborate on? What, what is it you want? Uh, oh, well, yeah, so uh, we, we wanted to know about uh, what you know. <laughs> Drop the charm bomb. Do it. <laughs> You you want to you want to do what exactly? Uh, okay, so we're trying to find out more about what might have taken my friend, and we were told that there was magic involved, and I was gonna ask you if you could help or if you knew anything because Make you're a, a uh, person. This is a PSI rule for sure because you're appealing to Linnell's sense of kindness. Did you make yourself cry? <laughs> yes. We're about to find out. What'd you get? Uh, it's a persuasion. Persuasion? Okay. Uh, the, uh, the offer is Linnell is very nice and kind, and, and you want and you care about your friend, which is a good offer. Yeah. Uh, nine plus five. So 14? Yeah. Mm, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh, Linnell goes, <laughs> uh, and she sits back in her desk, and she goes, um, I'm going to walk down to the corner market. I'm going to get myself a tea, and I'm going to walk back. If you would like to ask me any questions while I walk down there, I will try to answer you. Ooh, off she campus. She stands up, 
And then she walks out of the sheriff's office and she starts walking down the street. Um, you can hold two from Investigate a Mystery. And I'm sorry, you hold one from Investigate a Mystery and I will give you one. And it's basically what is uh, being concealed here, which is the thing that like basically I think you probably wanted to get from Deputy Linnell. Yeah. She says that, mm-hmm. listen, kid, I'm going to be honest with you. We have no idea where Fizzy really went. We are trusting that you guys told the truth and that some kind of magic was involved. If I'm being completely honest here, we've, we're out of our depth. We reached out to an expert from, well, from afar to give us a hand in this one. They are, um, they're new in town, but they know a little bit about, they know a little bit about magic and possibly this one. And especially about ferreting out magic that did something. As a matter of fact, they're, they're going to be by later today. That's what's being concealed here. They've con- they had to get in contact with an expert because they have no fucking clue what happened to Fizzy. Um, uh, and you can hold one. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I would have had her talk to Klein, but then I realized, like, there's no way Klein will talk to you. No way in hell he will I'm ever. I'm so talk. persuasive. But, but, but Linnell, you totally could. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on him. I'm yeah. Gonna get to that'll him. take some time. I'm going to get to him. Uh, okay. So what is useful or valuable? What is useful or valuable? Linnell spends her time t- talking about this information. She gets to the, the corner store. She buys a tea. Like she said, exactly like she said. And she starts walking back. Um, and I'm guessing you're kind of like keeping pace with her. Um, as she gets close to the other uh, to the other end of the street, back to the, the sheriff's office, she looks to you and she says, I know you didn't have anything to do with Fizzy's disappearance. And I know you didn't have anything to do with any of the stuff that's gone on this year. I know that deep, deep, deep down. But trust me when I say I am alone in that belief. Salt, you need to be very, very careful how you navigate finding out what happened to Fizzy. She's telling Salt this? Yes. (laughs) Well, because Salt asked. I did ask. Um, I can't really tell you anything beyond this because truthfully speaking, they don't want me to know too much about it. But trust me when I say that not everyone looks kindly on your babysitter's club shit that you and your friends do. (laughs) I love that you called it that. Yeah, topical. We've been watching that too. Oh yeah. Is it good? It actually is pretty good. It's actually pretty good. It's the 90s movie. No, the new uh, series. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that no, that nineties. Okay, this wrong. Po- oh, this is our podcast. Isn't Blake Jojo. Lively in that anyway. Yeah. Boxcard okay, Children right. and Babysitters Club. <laughs> she Linnell goes back inside of uh, the office, and that was some information you got. You know that they they contacted an expert. She doesn't know exactly who the expert is, but it's definitely someone who's new in town. Mm-hmm. And also, they suspect you of other things. You and the gang. You guys haven't been under the radar that much. Ren, you get to the DMV. Hey. <laughs> there's a line out the fucking door. Of course, like, always. But there's only, there's 35 desks, but only five people working. Yes, correct. <sighs> yeah, that's exactly how it works. Yep. Um, walking in, you see a bunch of people yelling, and then you see Daniel Steffens uh, sitting behind a counter, flipping through a ledger. Yeah. And you know, this is his oldest trick in the book. Just pretending. Uh-huh. Shit. Yep. Uh, so he's, he's kind of oblivious to the world as he flips through this book. 
I, yeah, I creep up and I'm gonna go, hey. <laughs> okay. I won't, like I need this form. That'll be a dex- that'll be a dexterity roll. <laughs> Does everyone at the DMV like know you? I don't know. We'll find out. 16. Oh, fucking. Yeah. So, so (laughs) describe this. You sneak up to the glass. Yeah. And then what do you do? Well, on my way up, I just grab like a form. Okay. Because I'm going to trick him. Okay. And I go up and I see him flip it and then (laughs) I come up and I just go, excuse me, sir. I have a question about this form article, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, uh, yeah, ma'am, you know, article whatever is not very, um, easy to... Okay, Dad, it's not funny <laughs> when you're really not paying attention. Ren! Yeah! Hey, honey! Hey! I'm on break! <laughs> what else is new? Oh, someone says that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, come mom? on back, what's up? And he gives you a big <laughs> hug. I, I give him a hug, too. And then everyone kind of goes, ah, and then some people were like, yeah, she just got here. <laughs> well, why doesn't she have to take a number? <laughs> he walks you to the the DMV area, like the behind the behind the desk, yeah. behind the glass partition, um, where it actually is just sort of just like like a bureaucrat's office. There's lots of papers and things. Um, you see a big old pile of plates that were for Arcanist mobiles. <laughs> They're very low in number. It's like the highest number is like. 30 like there's not a lot of these cars <laughs> yeah but uh you uh you get back there and you see um ellen she's filling out some it looks like some paperwork at her desk um she has her own little office um or she's high she's like up. honey look who came to visit us she looks up she's like oh hey sweetheart hey oh uh, everything okay oh yeah. totally come visit the dmv i know well i have a um a project at school <laughs> nice. we're doing some history stuff on this guy, you guys were alive like 25 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, we for sure were. Okay, yeah, for sure. That's what I th- I have to ask. It's part of the paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but w- I'm specifically covering this guy, uh, Talgon, and I understand that he had a brother, and I want to know if maybe... Make, a, make an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let me finish. That's fine. No, 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 no. This is just what this is what note. this is what Ren would do. She would make an inside check right now. Eleven. Okay. As soon as you say the name Talgon, Ellen immediately, like, very slightly reacts. She, How so? Like <laughs> that. Um, when Ellen Steffens, <laughs> when Ellen Steffens is trying to not tell the truth, she's got to tell. She's got to tell. And her tell is she bites um, part of her lip very slightly and only for a second. And then she stops. And you clock that immediately. Boom. Boom what, dear? What are you hiding? Uh, uh, I know you. What is this assignment exactly? It's just, it's just what? Oh, it's just the history of the Seventh Crusade. And we're just trying to... I'm really glad you said that. I <laughs> um, <laughs> Daniel's like, well, we got to... Uh, I mean, it's for school. And then Ellen's like, it's purely educational purposes. Nothing weird. (laughs) Then you have your tell that goes. (laughs) (laughs) And she, she looks down and she's like, okay. And then uh, Daniel's like, she's, she's probably old enough. Right. And then Ellen's like, Talgon, your dad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She's not your dad now. 
<laughs> Daniel Steffens is your dad. Yeah. For sure. That's canon. No, yeah, yeah. See the brother? Okay, um, okay. Have a seat. There are a couple chairs in here. Like I Well, she has her Ellen, Ellen's a supervisor, obviously. Of course she, is. <laughs> she goes up and she slides the little door. I, I didn't describe this, but in thinking about the layout of this office, it's just like it's a couple chairs and a desk, but she has like a sliding like like a sliding door that has like the paper, like a paper oh, sliding yeah. door. Like a you know Japanese? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the DMV. This is a classy wow. DMV. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to stop angry people from getting in there, but yeah. I know. They're just going to run right through But her, her office is like behind the glass. It's like feng shui in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She cares a lot about the vibe, <laughs> man. she have like a rock fountain? She sits down. She's like, uh, okay, you know about Talgon at all? Anything? Uh, a little bit. He was a soldier. And then Daniel's like, he nods, <laughs> like that's a good way to describe it. Basically, like affirming, basically yeah. what he said. And he, and she goes, um, and well, I I didn't. You have to understand, dear. Back then, <laughs> it was a very dire time. One thing you know about Ellen Steffens that you've known for a very long time is she loves like uh, to wear like long sleeve shirts and like turtlenecks and things. She's very much a sweater type mom. She's got tattoos. Someone's covering some. She, uh, yeah. And you've seen them occasionally. Like she, she doesn't show them at work for sure. Is your mom a fucking crusader? That that time you walked in on your parents having sex, you definitely saw. You saw all of them. As you get older. Yeah. I mean, hey, how do you think you got here? So that's what Daniel said. Therapy. She holds up uh, her arm and Daniel's like, he, he looks a little nervous at this. And um, she reaches over and she pulls up her sleeve. It is a tattoo. It's uh, it's called Hannah. No, it's not Hannah. <laughs> Good ass. It looks it looks like a tangle of lines, actually. But then you look closer and you and you recognize it. It's like a it's like a city map. It's like a street map. What? And she and she says, um, you've seen this before, obviously. I look a little closer. And then when you look a little closer, you see that the tattoo is is covering up something uh it's covering up a web of scar tissue oh and we'll get into why that is after we do hemlocks because you are going to be talking to ellen for a grip more ren trauma coming <laughs> up no, this isn't ren this isn't ren trauma this is a this is ren elaboration get the therapist on the line Hemlock, you get to the merchant quarter, no problem at all. I feel like I'd be really comfortable in the merchant oh, quarter. Oh, well, not only that, like, you know the city like a back of your hand. That's your thing. Oh, the other one. <laughs> yeah, that hand has a lot going on right now. Oh, shit, is that hand My busy. hands are full of weird shit right now. Yeah, you got a lot in there. And not just and not just the doves and the handkerchiefs and shit. Yeah. The holes and the soul binds and fucking who knows what else. If I could just figure out how to make a dove appear through my hand hole, that would make this whole magic thing much. Beatrix easier. would be very impressed. Yeah. No, would she? No, she wouldn't. You, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> she would be like, good trick. I can do it too. Where's the wires? <laughs> <laughs> the T-ray glasses are telling you, like, this is the edge of the bubble. Big green bubble. You getting close to it, you still don't see shit. You don't see jack right. shit about this bubble, but you've gotten close to it now. As you get closer, you can kind of see into it, and it looks sort of like a... As you get closer, it's greenish, but it kind of looks like a soap bubble a little bit. Like there's kind of a swirling color. Uh, like a viscous kind of... Yeah, 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 like a membrane. Okay. And as you get close to it, you kind of feel like a little like a little weird, actually. Have I, I mean, this is... I've gone to the Merchant Quarter before. Have billion I ever... Billion times, billion times. Never... So obviously the glasses are like making it more relevant the feeling because I can see it but like do I have any recollection of there being any weird vibe going in here before nope okay but it is the it is greenish here's what I'd like to do the hand that does not have the hole in it <laughs> the whole hand the non-hole hand as I like to call it 
I want to stick it through the bubble, and I want to look through my whole hand <laughs> and see if anything changes with my hand once it goes through the bubble. This is your big plan? <laughs> it's, it's, one of, it's one part of a larger plan that I have. Okay. Can't hurt to try. All right, yeah. Hand you, holds put, that enough. you put your hand, um, you put your hand in the bubble, and you immediately it feels like cold, like you've stuck it into a frozen river. Um, and then you hold up your hand, whole hand. You see what you saw before that void space without anything. Now I will say, uh, do you try to pull your hand back? Because <laughs> it doesn't work if you try that. Your oh. hand is now stuck. Whoops. Well, shit. Now my hand's stuck, guys. Well, if I have my hand cut off, and this is the hand that has a stamp, which. Says that I owe. That doesn't mean it leaves your soul. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, it's a soul debt. Uh huh. The soul stamp. Yeah. Yeah. I I give out an exasperated sigh. Okay. Oh, raspberry. <laughs> Shuts. It's not. Is it? Does it feel? Is it hurt? Or can I just not move it? Like I don't have. Can't to, move it. Like in action. May as well be crushed in stone. All right. Um. I like. I I beat my little stone to talk to my my link shell. Okay. You tap your link shell. Who are you trying to reach? It's against my better judgment, but salt. Sub bitch. <laughs> You've just concluded your conversation with Deputy Linnell. I've got. I've got. Um. Got a situation here. If you could come over, and if you could grab Ren on the way, I mean, that'd be cool, but, like... You're not going to grab Ren on the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe grab um, Danvers. Maybe <laughs> maybe swing by the school. I've got... Yeah, um, Ren, you could call her. Oh. Well, you reached, you've reached, uh, you reached Salt, so oh, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, I, Salt, I'm going to ask you, are you going to do that? Are you going to try to get help, or are you just going to go there? It's such a, so far out of the way. I'm just going to go there. I don't want to. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. I fucking love that. I don't like that. You just go there. That was bad. You do not have the T-Ray glasses. So you go to the location that Hemlock describes. And when you see him, what you see is Hemlock is just, it looks like he's standing on like the sidewalk doing some kind of living statue thing. <laughs> His hand is just, like, stuck right out. Street magic again, huh? Does this look like street magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I flex my fingers? You can't feel anything. So I can't, I can't move my arm on the other side of the green orb? No, but Salt can see it. Okay. Yeah. You can see the green orb? You no, she cannot see the green okay. glass. We're okay. I, I fling the glasses over to her. I'm like, here, take a peek, toots. And I completely miss, and I have to go <laughs> run to pick him up because I can't catch him. Oh, my God. Oh, do you? Oh, shit. Oh, for fuck's sake. That was just for if narrative. They break, if they break, I swear to God, I will lose my mind. They don't break. They just land in the street um, in the bubble area, and you go to pick them up. And as soon as you do salt, something happens to you. I become great. No, but from Hemlock's perspective, you walked into the bubble and now are just standing completely still. By the way, people are moving back and forth through the threshold of the bubble. Just us. Just you guys. Super. So now you're frozen? She's frozen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can't say that. You're frozen. Fuck you. <laughs> can't say that either. Yeah. <laughs> I wave, I'd wave to you from inside the bubble, but I can't. Hey, so she can't talk right now? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to blow you up. <laughs> um, what do you want to do, Hemlock? Say it, uh, coward. Say right. it. So I'm going to call. Well, <laughs> I, I love Ren. I feel like getting Danvers here would probably be more. Have it. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say, can't you call Genuine now? Because we've seen him. But Danvers would probably know. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link shell Danvers. And I'm going to give a very detailed explanation on how to approach the scene. <laughs> okay. Um, while he does that, Ren. Yeah. Um, Ellen uh, describes a little bit more about mm. what happened. And she says, um, when the Celestians arrived, it was, it was very sudden. That was what I remember the most. I might have been... I might have been about your age, actually. And they came from the woods. They came from the north. And they swept through the north part of town like a brush fire. There were buildings burned down. There were people dying in the streets. It was terrible. At the end of the first day, most of us had fled south and were hiding in fields and, and barns and things. And that was probably the first time I saw him. He, he was very uh, normal. He was a very normal guy. And... He said, we can't just wait for this to happen. We have to do something. And then Daniel nods, like, we have to do something. Yep. And she goes, and the next day I went to the middle of town and I found um, one of the guards and I took their armor and their weapons. They'd been struck down and um, I, I killed somebody. Uh, it, was a, it was a dragoon. A, a fighter, and from then on, like, that's what I did for quite a while. Dang. And then Daniel's like, not like, it's how we met, dear. It's not a romantic story, Daniel. I was like, yeah, but I mean, it kind of is. Yo, no, it's not. You were killing people too. He's like, no, 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 honey, I was a chef. Oh. <laughs> um, that tracks. That's that's generous. Um, he was good at making field rations. You tried the pickles? Yeah. Where do you think you learned that? Oh. Yeah. From pickling bodies. Um, I didn't see Talgon very much for the long haul. I mean, like, the Celestians were here for months, maybe years. It, it blurs together. But I do remember the last time that I saw him. It was probably towards the end of the occupation. And now we will cut to salt what is going on with you. <laughs> Just screaming internally. <laughs> no, not screaming internally. Salt... When you passed through that bubble, you felt a wave of energy pass over you, like a huge one, like a huge wave of energy. And as it's happening, you, you keep your eyes open slightly, and you can tell you're moving through some kind of space that's like tangible. Like it's almost like a, a hallway is moving around you. And while you're there, you see our good buddy, Genuine. And he goes... So you're the first one this time around. Hot diggity dog. I'm going to love this. I hate you. No, you don't. By the way, how you getting on with your ma? Why don't you suck my dick? <laughs> Not so good, huh? Shut up. Don't worry about it. We'll figure that one out. But here's the fun part. You better, uh, you better keep your eyes blocked for a second. All right. Um, and then Genuine turns as the hallway nears its end. You see a very bright light. And then, Salt, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> believe in yourself. Believe in, believe in the me that believes in you. And you got a one, didn't you? No. Thank God. I thought it was two. a one at first. I got a seven. Uh, yeah, what's your wisdom at? 
Oh yeah, no, you, you got a 12 because your wisdom saving throw is plus three. Oh, thank you. You quickly hold your hand up to block and you feel a spray of dust wash over your hand, like maybe some small rocks and stuff. And you hear a tremendously loud, like like a banging sound, like like a building falling over, um, and the sound of rubble splashing everywhere. And when you pull your hand back, you are in the merchant quarter, exactly where you were when you just saw Hemlock, except now the scene is very, very different. One, it's very cloudy, which it was not before. It was just kind of like a sort of a cooler, getting close to a winter's day, but it was not super cloudy and super dark. You see ahead of you a squirmish, we'll call it, <laughs> between several people uh, dressed in kind of, it looks like just like random like thick pads or like cloaks and things like that, just random clothes against um, a group of people in like plate mail, like heavy armor that each of them have a long lance. And after a few moments, um, they cut one of the, the people that, like, one of the people in the cloaks down, and they, they hit the dirt and they start bleeding out. Um, and you hear behind you another big, loud explosion sound. And when you turn to see it, you see that you are in Spring Willow. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know it's a big reveal, uh, except it looks like um, the buildings are much shorter. If there are buildings and the walls are caved in in a lot of places and it looks like a bomb went off here. We're going back in time. <laughs> back to the future. Get in where we're going. We don't need. Okay. <laughs> on the pooter scooter. Let's go back. <laughs> this, is, this is what we'll stop on because this is fun for me. You see like as you turn around, you see like movement on a roof. It looks like someone's running around on a roof and then you see a couple more people running around on roofs. This, there's a series of low roofs that run along a few streets and the people you see running along are wearing like goggles. Their outfits kind of look like eggs, like they're kind of roundish black egg outfits, but they're also carrying these like badass looking like claw hand weapons. And then you hear a rumbling noise in front of you and then you see tumbling down the street a massive crystalline globe. And inside of it is this spinning blue triangular shape. It looks like a light. And it's on these track wheels that looks kind of like a tank. And you realize you are standing in the middle of these two groups and you can tell like, oh shit, something's about to pop off. And then you hear a voice in your head. And it's Fizzy's voice. And it says... Action. <laughs>